Welcome back to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Austin. Trevor's with me this week. What's hey up? Hey guys, how's it going? Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Yep, well, happy Thanksgiving indeed. It's it's freaky to think that we're already, today's uh, November 30th, so we got, what, 31 days left in, in 2021, and Ish. then we're on to another yeah. just fucking awesome year of more uh, COVID. Um, no uh, lockdowns this year, though, thankfully. Very happy about that. No, we had, well, not like imposed lockdowns. I know we, we started, the, it wasn't, honestly, it was the first half of the year. They still shut down restaurants and stuff. Like, people That's forget, true. but. Yeah. You know, it was uh, June when stuff finally opened. Well, at least here, disclaimer, in here in Michigan, stuff opened right. up. Right. We can't speak to what happened in other parts of the country. but And and you better be careful, man. You know, that, that Omicron variant is, uh, you know, not yeah, is I'm, out I'm there. Yeah, I'm just now getting around to, like, doing any kind of reading about that, and I largely still don't care. So yeah, most people don't. I mean, you're seeing, like, less and less masks out there. You're seeing... Yeah, I, I don't think it's that people don't care. I think that people are just exhausted. I think they're tired of it. They're ready for it to be over. They're ready for life to kind of resume to whatever brand of normalcy yeah. uh, they they had before all this. Yeah, no, it, it, it seriously, it, I think that's where we're just at. You yeah. know, no, I agree. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna kind of change the station a bit this week. We're gonna get away from the more serious topics uh, for a bit, and it's the holidays. Right, so uh, we want to talk a little about uh, a little bit about some about some bourbon. It seems like it's the yeah. the go to uh, beverage for. I mean, every hard ass in America. Wants well, I mean, to, no, I, I mean, mean, yeah, a lot, a lot of dudes I mean, like not really, it. but it's it's very popular right now. It's experiencing a boom that I don't think the bourbon industry has ever been through before, and it's fantastic. And yeah, also, and you talk to you talk horrible. to gun guys. We all drink. We all drink bourbon. We all drink whiskey. We all drink. Uh, you know, something like that. You don't see too much uh, or tequila if you don't like yourself. Yeah. Ooh, no, I don't. I do not participate. I do not partake in the tequila personally. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're going to get into it because the holidays, right? You give gifts. You're going to parties. Uh, you know, drinking is a very social thing to do. And uh, you see it a lot. You know, I was on with uh, Chris Blau from 1911 Syndicate last week. He was enjoying some Blanton's Gold Cask. And I was uh, I was drinking some it's of this ancient pour. ancient age ten star, which you and I are having right now. But um, yeah, that's the Blanton's Gold Label is that's like next level stuff. I we can't touch that with uh, yeah. I, we I, can't touch that. I, I hadn't <clears> actually <throat> heard of that. I had to ask you what that was. I didn't know. I mean, I assume it, it's Blanton, so it's like yeah. So you know, it's, it's unobtainium. It's a Buffalo Trace um, product, which already makes it hard to find. It's a Blanton. You say that, but like we find Buffalo Trace here in Michigan, like all over the place. We find like regular unleaded Buffalo Trace pretty easily. And Eagle Rare, even though it's marked up, we can still find relatively easy. But anything else like better than that, let's say, is yes, unobtainium. Unobtainium. And it it being that it's a Blanton's, first off, if you find it in Michigan, be prepared to pay multiple bills. And the fact that it's one of the like rare Blanton's variants because this the gold bottle can only get be gotten in international markets. So when you're traveling abroad and stuff, like yeah. call it three four hundred dollars if you get it here. If you buy it overseas, well, his was his was just a pint, I think. Either way, but still, either way. Yeah. So we're we're gonna get into all of that. <clears throat> um, we're gonna have you know some discussion, kind of talk a little bit about what to give friends, uh, what to enjoy yourself, what to provide for gatherings. I mean, shit like that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, before we get into it, we always need to make sure we say thank you to the wonderful sponsors and partners here at the Prepared Mindset that make this possible. Uh, first, and you know, this is not necessarily because it's a better company. It's just I feel like I just do this, you know, the same way every time. But um, SlimFitHolsters.com, man, you know, uh, having a good holster is paramount. If you're talking about, even if it's just for protecting the house, right? You got to have something that's gonna cover that trigger guard. It's gonna retain that weapon safely right mm-hmm. um slim fit makes great great products well uh, we're super happy to be supported by them and to work with those guys out in colorado they gave us a discount code prepared 10 it's gonna save you guys 10 percent off and it's gonna hook you up with some free shipping which is awesome especially right now everyone's kind of pinching the pennies and, and counting the dollars uh, with holiday shopping going on trying to you know uh, stretch every buck to its absolute fullest extent uh, so whether you guys are looking for a, a holster for yourself, now's a great time. Whether you're looking for a holster as a gift for that special someone in your life, or maybe your dad or a sibling or, or even just a, a good friend that's starting to get into shooting, slimfitholsters.com, they got all kinds of good stuff to take care of you guys. Uh, everything from their uh, Victorious outside the waistband holster 
their guard if it's something you want to carry in the waistband strong side you know uh, three four or five o'clock if if they want to carry appendix you know uh the gladius is what i carry it's what what sam carries with uh great great holster options tons of colors and print options as well as they cover a super big list of of pistol models um pretty much whatever you need Slim Fit's going to be able to take care of it. It's going to be a great, great product. You're going to be super, super happy with it. You don't believe me? Check out their Instagram. Uh, check out their hashtag on Instagram. Uh, there's lots of people just thrilled with those products. Um, with great customer support, might I add. I, I think I stripped out one of the screws on my uh, yeah. my mag holder, and yep, uh, they, they were up. really good about getting me out of replacement one Yep, they got that quickly. screw out for the mag carrier and got you all taken care of. And, yeah. um, and if you don't believe us, I mean, their, their lead time used to be a couple days. Uh, now it's out to a couple weeks, which... Uh, some people go, oh, well, that sucks. But it, if anything, it's an indication of the quality of product and the quality mm-hmm. of service they provide that the demand is, has increased, right? And those guys are just, they're, they're cranking it up, man. They're doing lots of lots of really, really good work out there. So slimfitholsters.com, can't recommend them enough. Again, our code for them is prepared10. It's going to save you guys 10% off your final, and it's going to get you free shipping. Uh, also, mymedic.com. Uh, the holidays... There's all kinds of shit going on. People slip on the ice. You're out snowmobiling, ice fishing, uh, ice skating. I mean, what wh- and whatever. Aggressive former employees are bashing in your car window. Yeah. All kinds of crazy sure. stuff. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, anything and everything can happen. Uh, my dad just told me he saw a guy getting the shit kicked out of him at a party store uh, or a liquor store on the way home from work the other day. You know, stuff happens, man. And you want to make sure that you're you're covered, whether it's for yourself or to help somebody else. And my medic. They have the tools, they have the kits to, to make that a possibility for you, to make sure that you have all the supplies that you need, regardless of what you encounter. They gave us the discount code MINDSET20. It's going to save you guys 20% off your order. <clears throat> Aside from that, right now they got a bunch of sales going on. The, basically, the entire month of November, they offered Black Friday discounts well before Black Friday itself, and I'm sure they're going to be having discounts and sales all the way up through the new year right they're a great company they do a lot of great work for the community whether it's the 2a community hiking hunting camping whatever have you you know adventure sports they want to make sure you guys are well prepared that's why they have a variety of different offerings for things like something to keep in your car maybe a kit to keep in your boat that floats and it's waterproof so that your supplies are available and they're not going to be ruined when some water splashes up on the deck right maybe you go cycling a lot whether it's you know, for marathon races or you go mountain biking, they have a bike medic. They have all sorts of different options. Again, our code mindset 20 is going to knock 20% off whatever you guys spend with them. We also are an affiliate partner. So if you guys want to help out the prepared mindset podcast, you can go to the offer section of our Facebook page, search the prepared mindset podcast on Facebook. We do have an affiliate link in the offer section. You can use that link to help support us. Anything you spend through the website with that link a piece that comes back to us you can still apply our discount code mindset 20 save 20 percent you can still take advantage of whatever sales they have going on but you're going to give a little bit back to us using that link mymedic.com great people they provide awesome products with great educational content every time you make a purchase head over and check out what they're doing so let's get into it all right it's the holidays people drink a lot during the holidays people give well, yeah, you're around family. Got to yeah, get through it. Absolutely, you got to you know self medicate to the max. Um, yeah, yeah. So you I mean you're drinking a lot? People give it as gifts, right? You don't. You have it's my a, favorite gift. A neighbor. You have a, a friend. You don't really know what else to get him. The easy gift is is booze, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 as well as just for yourself, right? It's a time when a lot of people actually have the opportunity to sit down and and relax and enjoy a good drink. You know, I mean. Obviously, some of us a little bit more than others throughout the year. You're you're really into bourbon. You're an aficionado of sorts. Yep. So, uh, what what I want to do, what I'd like to do is is share some knowledge with the folks and talk about if you got that that gun lover in your life or that person that you're you're trying to get a gift, right? You know, someone likes whiskey. They like bourbon. Mm-hmm. Where do you start? Because I know I've had this experience with you where we go to a store. I'm like, hey, man. What about that? That looks good. It's got a fancy label. It's got like a $60, $70 price tag. I'm like, shit, man, it's on the top shelf. Like, that's, that's got it like like uh, Basil Hayden's. I'm like, I never had that, but, I mean, it's always like 75 bucks wherever I go. So, I mean, it's got to be good, right? So, you know, so where do we start, you know, um, looking beyond the price tag, so, so to speak? 
good place to start would be, I guess, with the internet. Um, I mean, it depends on who it is that you're buying for. Is this someone who is a bourbon geek like myself? Do they enjoy the casual drink? Or are you just kind of, you know, shooting in the dark as to what to buy them? Yeah. Now, if you walk into a liquor store and you're like, hey, this one's expensive, so it's got to be good. I want you to stop, take half of the money that you were going to spend on that bottle. I want you to PayPal or Zell it to the prepare mindset. We'll be by in two to three weeks to kick you in the nuts, and we'll <laughs> call it even, okay? Um, because one of the things I cannot stress enough is that a big price tag does not equal big quality. I know a lot of 15 to $25 bottles that beat the pants off of some $100 bottles. So, okay, so like what are some of the ones that you see people like, or that you see that are like overhyped that cost a lot? Like, I don't know if Angel's Envy is any good. Angel's uh, Envy is okay. Angel's Envy is, so with Angel's Envy, it's a little bit different. So they're not sourcing their product. They're making it all in-house in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. The reason for their high price tag is because they still have high overhead and they're not quite getting the ball rolling they're not as large of an operation as someplace like a Jim Beam or a Buffalo Trace or a, a Barton 1792. It's well-established, yeah. Yeah, they've been well-established. They've been around for decades. They have uh, a name, a heritage uh, behind them, a, a lineage, if you would, that, that can help drive their products. Sure. So the consumers were, were kind of eating some of that marketing cost. But, I mean, they do have a, a better presentation. They have a very, very nice bottle. Um, some of their rye is, is finished mm-hmm. in uh, rum casks, which is supposed to be very, very good. Full disclosure, I've never had Angel's Envy. Not because I don't want to. It's just something I just haven't, haven't tried as of yet. Um, but, I mean, if you're if you're looking to go out and get a nice bottle, um, going off of how a bottle looks is probably the worst way to judge what it is. Um, my Sadly, advice, I think, honestly, I think a lot of people do it, though. They're like, oh, this looks legit, man. How can it not be good? I mean, yeah, but... And sometimes that's true, certainly. Um, your best bet is do a little bit of research on the internet. If this is just a casual gift for a coworker, don't bury yourself in the internet for two hours because, first off, just like gun people, whiskey mm-hmm. people can be a-holes, okay? Oh, yeah. And if you go looking on the wrong Facebook page, they will roast you for yeah. it. So, um, let, let's, okay, so let's, I guess then, can we start with that? Like, if you were looking for a casual gift for somebody, mm-hmm. 50 bucks and under... Right, like you, God, you know, it's, or even a coworker, you know, like yeah. coworker or like that second cousin that you see like twice a year, and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a total dick and show up empty-handed, yeah. but I also don't want to spend a shitload of money. I know there's stuff you yep. can get for like twenty bucks. I'm thinking like Evan Williams bottled in bond. So is Evan Williams bottled in bond is is always going to be a good option. If you got fifty bucks to play with though, that opens your door significantly. Yeah. So, like, if they're, you know, if you're looking to get kind of creative, a little bit off the cuff, you can get a 1776, which is a, an old pepper product. Mm-hmm. They got bourbons. They got rye. They have finished rye. They have cask strength. They have barrel proofs, which are basically the same thing. And that, is that stuff pretty, like, readily available? I mean, I 1776 is, I want to say it's everywhere. I mean, I've seen it in the states that I've been to. Yeah. Uh, it's about thirty-five to forty-five dollars a bottle, depending on how, if that's you want to get bad. if you get one of their special offerings where it's finished in sherry casks. That's going to run you like forty to forty-five dollars. But their normal production line, hundred-proof bourbons and rice, thirty thirty-five dollars. I mean, that's just that's yeah. what it costs. Um, you know, it's a little bit lesser known, makes you look a little bit fancier, makes you look like you know what you're talking about. Obviously, you can't go wrong with something like an Eagle Rare or, I mean, if you want to stay under thirty bucks, even you can get. 1792 small batch uh elijah craig small batch larceny small batch it just really depends evan williams single barrel is evan williams single barrel is a little over that 30 mark but it's so good for what it is yeah i mean it's got the wax top which makes you look ultra classy yeah and i mean like that was one of the first ones i started with i remember Mm, when i got into bourbon that was the first bourbon bottle that i ever bought yeah, I mean, I think it was the second one. I think I got Elijah Craig Small Batch just on a whim. Mm-hmm. I tried it, and I didn't hate that. And then I went looking for it. I think wherever I went just didn't have it or something, or yeah. I just decided I was going to try the Evan Williams Small Batch yeah. or some sorry single barrel. And uh, so it's it's a it's I think it's probably if someone were to ask me as someone who doesn't know mm-hmm. anything about bourbon and has a really sensitive palate, yeah. I would say that's probably like the best starter Elijah Craig small batch is a very very good starter comes in at 94 proof Mm -hmm. and usually the small batch on the shelves is right around seven to eight years old usually now if you get a store pick so if that party store that you like to go to buys the whole barrel 
usually their store picks are nine to ten years old. So Which you're getting a nine good. to ten year old single barrel small batch for like thirty bucks, mm-hmm. maybe thirty five. I mean, the value there. It's just, you know what? Let's and let's like, do and a little, it's a, and it's approachable because I feel like you know you said ninety four proof. Mm-hmm. It's not going to take your head yeah, off. Yeah, it's you. not going to be su- like super super rough, but it's mm-hmm. also not going to be so because I've had I I thought that you know lower proof was just more approachable in general, therefore mm-hmm. going to be more enjoyable. Have to be yeah, and it's not necessarily true. I remember I bought a bottle of Jefferson's, which I think like their bottom line is their very small batch or whatever they call yes. it. And it was like 30, 32 bucks. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you know, I mean, Jefferson's has a couple different ones. There's like their mm-hmm. Jefferson's Ocean. It's like 70 bucks. Yeah, that's, that's whatever. But they got their presidential reserve. Yeah. They got so their I, limited I was like, you know, this, and, yeah. you know, this shouldn't be too bad. It was like 82 proof or something. I'm like, yeah. this should be nice and enjoyable. And honestly, so let's real quick. The flavor of it, it was closer to like cough syrup than oh well than yeah, anything I, and there was no alcohol that is more your it. palate than anything else yeah that's one of the things that a lot of like new bourbon people get caught in the weeds on is oh okay well i'm gonna go listen to the bourbon junkies or i'm gonna go listen to the mash and drum or i'm gonna go listen to fred minnick and i should be tasting the same things that these people are tasting right and then if you they don't they think there's something wrong with them not true no, Taste, everyone's just different. like just like your preference and firearms what you smell and what you taste it's it's very subjective to the individual and you know what i want to do something real quick here because there was something that came out on reddit a few maybe a year ago now and um if you're someone like me i have a very large bourbon collection probably larger than it significantly larger than it needs to be um but there was somebody who went on reddit (laughs) and said people who collect bourbon are assholes and you really only need five bottles of bourbon yeah i would, so I would, I would testify saying, that, that that's a that's a accurate yeah and, uh, fair well they're statement. saying that you need five bottles so the first bottle is going to be a daily drinker something that you go to for enjoying bourbon on the regular not going to break the bank but you still enjoy sipping on um the second one is a impress your guests bottle so something that's fancy but not mm-hmm. super fancy. You know, you don't want to brag. I mean, I do, but not everyone wants to. That's not everybody's, like, right. that's um, not their thing. You know, and then number three is a, a cheap mixer. Because not everybody drinks whiskey straight, um, like you and I do. Ugh. Some people want a Manhattan or an Old Fashioned or, God forbid, something where you put juice in it or Coke. Um, hey, I, I don't I don't. I, listen, Jack I like a Coke. whiskey and Coke as much <clears throat> as the next guy. I'm not trying to bash on those people. I'm just saying. Yeah, it just ranks pretty yeah. low on the ladder when you start getting into quality booze. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, number four would be something great for your Friday nights. You know, imagine you've been at work 10, 11 hours. Life took a big old dump on your chest halfway through the day, and you're yeah. just you're looking for something to relax with. Okay. And then number five is the saving for a special occasion bottle. So I've already compiled my list, Austin. I want to know what yours is. Mine. So number one, daily drinker. If you if you had to buy a bottle today, and yeah. now this is just your list, so whatever your budget accommodates, what mm-hmm. would your daily drinker be? Um, with my budget and stuff, yeah. um, I guess it, it depends a little bit more on availability. But, I mean, ultimately, uh, daily drink, I'd probably go with the Evan Williams single barrel just because it's super easy for me to find. It's enjoyable yeah it's very approachable still and i've been drinking bourbon and scotch and whiskey for a couple of years now but you yeah. know it's it's no, just it's, it's easy to go to it's not it's an excellent choice it's yeah. age stated if you look on the back it's, it's super comfortable eight years old or more yeah um so i kind of followed the same path as you but i went with the evan williams bottled and bond so for those of you listening you see bottled mm-hmm. and bond you don't know what it means the short version, it's at least four years old. It's aged in a bonded warehouse. It's at least 100, or it's exactly 100 proof. Um, and it is the product of not more than one distillate season. So it's, okay. you know, back in, ye- let's go the, the days of yore. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, people would put tobacco juice or turpentine or anything into whiskey. They could make it a little bit darker, make it a little bit, Fucking you know, disgusting. more appealing. Yeah, yeah disgusting, right? Um, people were getting sick. People were dying from it. So a lot of the distillers got together and went to Uncle Sam. And, you know, one of the times the government did something beneficial, yeah. um, they established the Bottled and Bond Act. And that helped guarantee the quality of um, not just whiskey, but bourbon in general, which, um, just a quick side note, bourbon is actually the national spirit of the United States. Bourbon America. has to be made and aged. I feel like that's maybe why we see we see so many gun guys are like, I have to drink bourbon because well, yeah, because we're Americans. This mm-hmm. is America. Yeah, 
and we speak American. I would spit right in. We're, we're in your basement. We're in a drink. You better not. Yeah. new carpeting. Okay. So, um, number two, impress your guests. What bottle are you going to to impress someone? If they come over and they're like, hey, Austin, you got a nice house here. Let's yeah. have a cocktail. And you want to like, <laughs> you want to make sure you're asserting that big dick energy because this is your house. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna what drop are you a big old out? dick on that room. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I can say this now because I have one. Mm-hmm. Um, can I give two? Because one's really sure. hard to find. Okay, yeah, that's fine. So I would say what I have right now, and this is just because I went, I went out of my way to make sure I, I went hunting for this when I was in Ohio. But I would say my, uh, you know, Weller Antique One Hundred Seven mm-hmm. um, would be one of those. Like you also brought me one back. Bottles. Thank you for that. Because it's uh, yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Um, just because it's it's. I mean the personally, I think the Weller label and the bottle and the presentation, all of it, just it like it looks. Weller Rich. is synonymous with quality. Yeah. They just make a really good weeded bourbon. They do. And if you can find Weller in any variant, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Is it going to be like life-altering type good? Eh, depends probably. on the bottle you get and what kind. Yeah. If you just get the regular special reserve, it's probably mm-hmm. just going to be pretty good. But if you can get like a foolproof, a 12-year CYPB, you're yeah. going to be like, wow, what have I been doing with my life up yeah. until this point? Yeah. I mean, so I would say... Uh, the, uh, with what I have right now, I would say that would be like my impress your guest bottle. I'd be like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, this is what I have. Or if some, you're looking for something that's just a little bit more available, still looks good, still mm-hmm. tastes really good, a little bit more expensive, I'd probably go um, with the Old Forester 1910. Okay. Just because I yeah. think that the name alone, I think, drives some people away that they don't they don't know about bourbon i mean for bourbon people old forester and brown form and everyone's like yeah that's good shit like you can't yes. go wrong with it they don't make a bad product yeah they don't i'm but convinced for people that don't know whiskey you yeah. just say here and they're gonna, oh, you know the presentation on those bottles is fantastic it really yeah. is i mean and it's it's not super expensive but i think mm-hmm. like from an experience standpoint you know it looks like a good bottle the label does and everything it's got a, a regular cork top it, it tastes yeah. in my opinion phenomenal yeah um, let's hold on you just brought something up that i want to address real quick the cork top yeah listen folks do not let a screw top dissuade you from buying a bottle oh yeah i mean we just <laughs> talked about the evan williams bottle and bond that's a screw top all day long yeah it don't let like that fool you it's fantastic the label on it's that makes oaky it, it's vanilla it's caramel it's less than yeah, 20 dollars hey, and that one i is really funny because evan williams that especially the bottled and bond um, I mean, it's got a white label, which stands out. But aside mm-hmm. from that, it kind of looks like the goofy cousin of Jack Daniels' old number seven, but it's way Yeah, better. but every major distillery does that. You ever seen white label Jim Beam? They all share that same, you know, that relatively yeah. square, boxy type bottle. Yeah, that look because it's just historic. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's not – a screw top isn't necessarily – I mean, we're drinking Ancient Ancient mm-hmm. Age 10 Star right now, and that was yes. a screw top. Yes, and I think it's quite good at 90 proof. I think it's very I, good. I, it's enjoy, got, it. I enjoy the you know, shit out of it. Bits of honey – a little bit of hay, touch of molasses, lots of caramel, but it's not taking you know your hair off. Not that we yeah. have much left of that no. anyhow. Uh, it's a non-issue for me. So my impress your guest bottle, yeah, and this isn't one, something ridiculous. It might be. Yeah, it it's is. not. It's not. Not quite yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, and this isn't something you've had, and I I would love to get you to try it, but I don't think you will. Um, this is a Sagamore double oaked rye. So the same as 1910, it goes through a second barreling process to give it more of like that that sweeter, that like marshmallow, campfire marshmallow type um You type sure I haven't taste. tried this? Because you tried feeding me another one. You were like, oh, you taste that s'more. I'm like, no, I don't, dude. Oh, that was um, Elijah Craig toasted. And it's not taste one of those it. Too. You can smell it. That It yeah. smells reminiscent of a s'more. It doesn't. Whiskey is never going to taste exactly like a chocolate s'more. I'm sorry. Well, but, but you got to use your imagination a little bit. You can pick up notes of like that marshmallowy, but, but like so. Then okay, but does rye actually count? Is rye still bourbon, or is it rye technically just whiskey? No, rye is just rye whiskey. Rye okay. is not bourbon. Bourbon has right. to have a mash bill of at so least you're fifty-one percent. So you're flexing the rules a little bit here, and I think that you know that's a technical foul. I'm just gonna go ahead and. Mark, you, you can call it if you want, but it's still a damn good whiskey. And you know no, what, I mean, people? It's, your list. it's a lot easier to find quality rye than it is quality bourbon. I mean, they're both. Yeah, the good ones are both impossible right now, but don't be afraid. If you like ones. a little bit spicy, you like a little bit of cinnamon, some little baking spice, you know, you want to bam it up a notch, a rye is going to do that for you. Yeah, I just, it's Chicks not, dig it. It's not my, no, okay. no chick. Literally not one ever. That's has cool. said that they really dig rye whiskey. That's fair. I've not met one. Yeah, so, no. Yeah. 
No. Okay. Number three, a cheap mixer or for guests, you know, won't appreciate it. And I'm so excited to share mine with you. Oh, I have to. Um, mine would probably, I mean, honestly, just cause I'm very familiar with it is just, it would be Jack Daniels old number seven. Like everyone knows Jack Daniels. If, if someone orders a Jack and Coke, which it's seems a bit disingenuous. Cause I noticed you don't have a bottle of it in the house, which no. makes you an incredibly rude host, but or, that's fine. Or. Um, I know that most of my friends that I hang out with will either drink theirs neat like a gentleman mm-hmm. or I can feed them some swill beer out of the cooler or something. I don't have to worry fair. about it. Or, hey, so, the gin's on the bottom shelf, Johnny. Go go fix yourself. There's nothing wrong with gin. Gin people are just fine. They like pine needles a little more than the average bear, but they're yeah. fine. Um, so for mine, okay, now this is, and Dave, I'm certain that you're not listening, so yeah. I'm going to call you out. <laughs> Uh, if you ever came into my basement, which oh, you haven't I been since it's one, been yeah. it's been remodeled and everything, because um, my basement, for those of you who don't know, is basically its own speakeasy. Um, these are the bottles I'm going to feed you. Um, I picked two because I couldn't decide which one was more mediocre. So the first one, <laughs> which one was the crowd pleaser, yeah. the favorite, the fighting cock. That's I actually didn't mind that, but it wasn't a, like it's, something um, I walked away going, man, I gotta have that again. No, nah, it's Jim Beam's like, you know, there's wild turkey. Yeah. Jim Beam came out with the fighting cock and it's a whole two proof points higher, so it must be better. <laughs> of course. Um you know, it's like eighteen bucks a bottle. It's not bad. We had some old fashions the draft party made from it. It was okay. I feel like you can get away with cheaper whiskey when yeah. it's a mixer or a component in some of those. Right. And I actually think some of them some of them stand better in that mm-hmm. use. You know what I mean? Like a a fighting cock Manhattan or old fashioned versus like, you know, a, another bourbon or something just it's on proofy the rocks. enough where it's going to really do justice to a cocktail. Yeah. The other one I chose, I, I can't and this one, this, I, I know what you're going to say. You I do. You already it. know. Yeah. It's that big old dickle. Oh, George dickle yeah. number 12. Now, it's a little bit misleading because you see the bottle on the shelf and it says Dickel and then a big old red 12. This does not mean it's 12 years old, folks. It means that that's the mash bill that they use. So is that is that, um, that kind of like Jack Daniels number seven? Uh, kind of. Similar. So it's not seven Kind of, old. but I don't think anybody expects Jack Daniels to be seven years old either. The George Dickel, like I want you guys to just imagine with me. Let me regale you with your, with memories of childhood. I'm going to say that there's at least a percentage of the people listening that ate Flintstone chewable vitamins as children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I want you to think back to what the purple one tasted like, and that is the aftertaste that Dickel 12 leaves in your mouth. Really? Just all up and in your face now, is hole. That, is that just you, or have you heard this from you got that No, from this, is a, this is a pretty predominant thing. Some people enjoy that taste, and they <sighs> seek it out specifically for that. I keep it in the back to suss out whiskey noobs <laughs> and to have fun with my friends. Yeah, and by I, have fun, I mean torture them with crappy whiskey. Yeah, it's disgusting. I mean, now I should say not all Dickel products are that bad. The number say, 12 is kind of that bad. The Bottled and Bond, fantastic. The Dickel 15, also super good. The Dickel that was sourced by Bardstown for this year's Fusion and Discovery series, also amazing. Okay. But yeah, the number 12, it's just not, just not their best work. No. Um, number enough. four is something great. Your Friday night bourbon, something to, you know, help take the edge off of a rough week. Uh, so I just take the edge off for the week. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't necessarily think I have anything that's specific. Um, I mean, it, wild Turkey one one is pretty good. Honestly, I, I, I like that's a little bit proofier. Um, it's not like your basic store shelf, like wild Turkey. But wow, really? Wild Turkey one? Okay. Yeah, That's I like mean, a step I, back I actually enjoy that, that okay. stuff. I know a lot of people don't like it because of the proof. Yeah, um, I mean, 101 proof. So for me personally, um, my sweet spot is between like 100 and 115 proof. Yeah, I, um, you know, I've I had, had some 100 proofs that drink a lot hotter because, well, they're blended whiskey at 100 proof and it's 80% neutral grain spirit. So it's vodka that just wants to cut you off at the knees. <laughs> but I mean, I would say my, my top, my proof tolerance is maybe like five, five points in the opposite direction. You know, maybe like 95 to 110 is okay. like my, my sweet spot. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, I like the, the, and especially for the price point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my thing is like, I'm not, I'm not trying to go out and spend 60 or 70 bucks every, on every one of these bottles, especially if I'm going to drink it on a regular basis, yeah. you know? So I really, for me, anything from 25 to $45 is really where I want to live, okay. you know? And, and for the price point, I, I mean, I do, I think wild Turkey 101 is a, 
I mean, it, it is a little bit proofier. It definitely, you know... Wild turkey is regarded as one of the best values in bourbon. I mean, it's I mean, if you don't like high-proof stuff, it's a little bit peppery on the palate, at least to me. You know, there's a little more burn there, but like... If your palate's not used to it, you might get some of that black pepper, a little bit of... There is rye in that mash bill. Yeah. So it's got so it's you might a little bit like rye forward. Much, but, but if your palate's it. used to it, it's really not that bad. It's a, it's a nice, enjoyable sipper. I've got a bottle of the 101 bourbon and the 101 rye behind my bar mm-hmm. and i enjoy both of them vigorously yeah i mean especially during the winter months when it gets a bit cold yeah i mean um for somebody who's a casual whiskey drinker who just they know the basic brands you know, give me something mm-hmm. i know yeah wild turkey kind of hard to go wrong with um it's no southern comfort but uh you know oh god moving on so my <laughs> mine i've just put this is just generic but i just put single barrel store picks now, if I had to pick one specifically, I would say an Old Scout store pick. Old Scout is a... Um, I've seen those. I don't think I've had too much of it, though. Next time you're over, you'll it's try a, one. And it's a it's, fairly unimpressionable label, too. I feel like it gets like passed by. It does have it. that classic whiskey bottle shape. It does have kind of a subdued label, which they actually... Um, Smooth Ambler, the distillery mm-hmm. who creates Old Scout, they just redesigned their bottles and label design, so that'll oh, be a okay. little bit better. They are more of a classical whiskey, so a little bit more rye forward. But on the back of the palate, oh, God, caramel bomb, vanilla, a little bit of that oak. Now, the single barrels are going to come in okay. at around like 110, 112 proof, maybe a little bit so higher. It's going to be a little bit. It's going to be a little hotter for you. It is, but it's also going to give you like that more depth to your flavor. What does um, that it's run? It's going to be a more complex. What does that run like price-wise? Oh, I, um, 50 bucks. Okay, so not, I mean, so so like a fair, yeah, not, a fair not crazy. The only old scout that I bought that cost more was sixty five dollars, and that was their thirteen year single barrel select. Which, if you find that, I highly recommend buying it. But it's outside the scope of. I mean, thirteen year. You're talking about an age stated double digit whiskey. Mm-hmm. That's that's more for the bourbon aficionados. That's not really for your your middling. Is that um, is that something that's like an allocated bottle that's yes. hard to find? Yeah, you're only going to find that during um, certain times of the year. Um, and that's something like, I want to make sure we hit on too later is, is I want to talk yeah. about what allocation is because sure. I feel like people hear it sometimes <clears throat> and they're like, well, I don't know what that means, but whatever. Well, what, let's, uh, let's finish this up with number five and then we'll kind of get into that then. So number five is the saving for a special occasion. You know, maybe your brother's getting married or maybe, you know, somebody's having a first kid or someone graduates from college and you want to reach for a bottle that's going to be memorable. Yeah. So what would you reach for? Not necessarily. It doesn't have to be something you have in the house. Maybe it's something you've had before. No. I don't know. Um, I mean, me personally, just because it, it it's like that unobtainium factor. And, it, you know, it's one I, act, I actually chased for a while. And I really just enjoy anyways. It would just mm-hmm. be, it'd be Blanton's. It's hard to find. I think the bottle itself is really cool and brings an air of just like John class. John Wick it. What's that? John Wick drinks it. John Wick does drink it, which mm-hmm. is, you know, worth mentioning. Which by proxy obviously. makes you also a certified badass. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. It's, got, it's got the sick bottle. You can collect the toppers. And I, and I mm-hmm. think, honestly, just from an, a drinkability standpoint, it's yeah. it's not it's super high proof. It's the original single barrel bourbon. It really is. They yeah. were the first ones to do the single barrel. Blanton's yeah. is a totally fine choice. And it's it's not anything special. I'm, I'm well aware it's not like yeah, the I mean, most unobtainable If thing, you're listening but. to this and you see somebody that has a bottle of Blanton's for $150, $200, don't fucking do turn that. around, walk yeah. out. You can buy several bottles that are much better for that. Um, but but if a lot you of times see you go to for, your local grocery store and if you see yeah. a tag for Blanton's, just ask if they have it in the back. I mean, I, I know I walked into a couple different ones where I was told by store employees, we can't put it out because... And, and, and here in Michigan, we don't have, uh, the government doesn't mandate liquor prices yes. like they do in Ohio. Um, but I was, we were told by store employees like, Hey, um, we'll have party store owners that come in and buy all of it. They'll spend $300 buying all six bottles. They get 50 mm-hmm. bucks a pop, whatever. And then those same party store owners will turn around, take it to their stores and sell it for $200. A yeah. Bottle. They'll resell it for 150 to $200 a bottle just cause it's plantains, which I don't mm-hmm. really know if that's technically legal, although probably hard to prove. Mm-hmm. So and that's that's a gray area that I'm not really I'm not yeah. able to speak too intelligently on it. But it happens and you it's know. shitty because oh, sure. then it's, more people don't get to try it because yeah. you know, you, you raise the, the basement on, on the entry level for is that. that bottle that used to sit on shelves about six to eight years ago. It used to sit on shelves and it was something you bought for your boss around Christmas time if they were a bourbon drinker because it had 
the nice softball sized round glass bottle. Yep. Yeah. It had the copper little horse topper on it. It just looked classy. It just it looked classy. It looked elegant, and it was damn good whiskey. It is. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's two hundred dollar whiskey? Absolutely not. I have exactly one bottle that I paid anywhere close to that for, and it wasn't Blanton's. And it wasn't Blanton's. <laughs> no, no. So my number five, my saving for Something a special ridiculous. occasion. Yeah, it might be. Is it the two hundred dollar bottle? No, no. Oh, all right. Mm-mm. No, this one I think is just a little bit different. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with it at all. It's called uh, Joseph Magnus Cigar Blend. Um, I saw your post on Instagram about it. I am not. I, I have no idea. I've so, never fucking heard of that. Magnus before. just moved their distillery operations to Holland, Michigan. Oh, that's cool. Where were they from previously? Kentucky. And they moved yep. to Michigan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, I'm not really sure, but I'm glad to have them. Absolutely. No, I mean, if it makes it more available here, cool. But so the cigar mm-hmm. blend is a blend of 12 and 20 year old bourbons. Jesus. Now. Their original regular Joseph Magnus bourbon is mm-hmm. finished in um, Pedro Jimenez sherry casks. No, what's Pedro Jimenez? It's a type of sherry. Okay. And I mean, I, I don't know. It's got red fruit taste to it. I'm not okay. super well versed in that. So Pedro Jimenez sherry casks, uh, Armagnac casks, and then Cognac casks. And it's finished, so it spends a couple months at the end of its maturation. So a little um, bit of time in each one of those separately? or Yes. Okay. Now, that's what their regular bourbon is. This, that's their regular bourbon? Their cigar blend, after it's been through all three of those, goes back into an Armagnac cask and spends a few more months aging, getting more of that. Wow. And it is supposed to pair extremely well with cigars, but even on its own, it's supposed to be a hit. Have you, have you had it yet? Nope, I have no. not. That is no. probably going to be my special occasion bottle for something big. I, I don't know exactly would you, what. Would you pay for that? Uh, retail. I played. I paid retail. I got lucky, which is um, about seventy nine ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. not. I mean, that's not terrible. It's. Yeah. I. I think that's around what the most. I mean, personally, I don't think I've ever paid more than eighty for a bottle. And I think that was. No, actually, I might have only paid seventy for a bottle. I think, and that was some Macallan that was also in some sherry casks, some Scotch. Um, I know you've obviously spent like a lot more on this than. Oh, I, I absolutely I have, have. Prior to this, my, my bottle would have been a Stag Junior batch number 15. And I did. That's the most expensive bottle I've ever bought. Um, it was about $120. Um, and it's about double the, the retail price. But the reason I bought it was the good guys over at Breaking Bourbon. They do a lot of bourbon reviews, barrel picks, yeah. lots of knowledge to be had over on that website. Um, they rated it a four and a half out of a possible five barrels. Which means, I mean, it's like their star rating system. Yeah. It, it's like, to me, it is as close to a prototypical bourbon as you get. It has the oak, the caramel, the vanilla. Stag Jr. is about 10 to 12 years old. And that was it's, that was one of the bottles I actually looked for when I was in Ohio trying to mm-hmm. find it while I was, you know, controlled pricing. Yep. And you, you can't. You, you're, it's it's going to be. Ex- I've seen exactly find. one bottle. Exactly one. And I paid for it on the spot yeah i w- it was going to be mine did you go looking for it or did you just happen nope, to i happened to walk it? into the gas station right around the corner from my house the shell station oh yeah and they had it sitting on the shelf i'm like well you're coming home with me it was the back half of a pay period so it went on the credit card but yeah i mean um that have is one piece of advice i'll give one? you guys don't sacrifice your mortgage payment for oh, yeah. chasing a bottle just um, like anything else and we talked about yeah, this last week with chris don't key. don't don't finance and mortgage your hobbies you know or mm-hmm. you don't put it on your credit card like if you can't afford to do it yeah. save up your money and do it the right spend way spend what you will as long as you're able to pay your bills mm-hmm. you're able to grow that savings account what you do with the rest is totally up to you yeah i mean you can get like we were just saying you can get into you can get into plenty of pretty decent bourbon and impressive bourbon for under yeah. 50 dollars a bottle i mean oh god no mm-hmm. money so things to consider when you're buying a bottle of bourbon whether it's for someone else or for your own pleasure yeah. And I have a coworker that I'm, he was a bit of a bourbon head when we started working together. And now mm-hmm. even more so, cause he's got someone to bounce <clears throat> stuff off of more money does not mean better quality. It just doesn't, you know, um, and what means the same with fire early times bottled time. and bond is 23 bucks for a liter. And it's a hitter. It, it Which beats this? in early times bottled and bond. Oh yeah. You, you got me a bottle it, of that before. It beats a lot of other bottles that are two, three, four times more expensive and it beats it in spades. It is just That's, so good. By the way, if you're looking to get more of it, the place in, that I went to in Ohio where I got this ancient, ancient age, mm-hmm. they had a shelf full of it. For yeah. I'll be getting it. I have a case like of it at home MSRP. just because it was rumored to be out of production. 
So until we know what's going on with that, I'm going to sit on my case of it. Oh, so you don't know for sure if that's... No. Okay. Um, Sazerac purchased early times from Brown Foreman last year, and we okay. don't know what that means for the early times bottled and bond. Because regular, just unleaded early times is not very good. Yeah. But garbage. the bottled and bond, that extra couple of years in the barrel doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, it does want It's impressive. And yeah, I mean, for the price point, mm-hmm. you can't, it's hard to beat. It, it could probably take one of those like regular drinker spots on the list or something, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of hard to come so, by. Another piece of advice I want to give everyone, and this is, I don't think you and I have talked about it either, though. It's um, beware of NDPs. So NDPs are non-distiller producers. So a lot of times, so you can't artificially age whiskey. You can't just open a distillery and be like, hey, I'm automatically going to have these 15-year-old bottles or barrels of whiskey. So in the meantime, while your stuff is sitting in oak aging, you got to get whiskey from somewhere. Most startups are going to go to Indiana company called, it used to be called MGP. Now it's called something else. I, I don't know. The name eludes me at the moment, but anyways, don't go buy a brand for $80 and you know, it's sourced whiskey when you can go get the same sourced whiskey to another brand for 30 to 40 bucks. It's just, you know, it's just not worth it. I didn't buy a bottle that cost more than $70 for probably the first three years I was drinking bourbon and until I got like really heavy into it. How do you figure out if it's sourced or not? Uh, It'll tell you on the back of the bottle. Oh, is that like a legal disclaimer they have to? So the thing you have to look for is the verbiage. So if it says distilled in, Mm -hmm. then you know it's their own stuff. If it says bottled in, you know it's sourced from someplace else. And some, some bottles will actually, like Old Scout, one of the reasons I really like them is they're totally upfront about the fact that they source some of their bourbon and then they make some of their own and they blend it together to achieve their flavor profile. They don't just tell you. I mean, they embrace that they're they're that's what they're doing. Which and is, me I mean, personally, I think cool. If you're upfront about it, you can't really fault anyone. No, um, High West, a distillery out of Utah, is famous for doing blends. I mean, I have a yeah. I have the Rendezvous Rye that the is campfires. an annual release. I, I really enjoy their campfire. Campfire was like a game changer, and I don't think <laughs> enough people appreciate it. But it's a blend of rye whiskey, bourbon and scotch so it and yeah. peated scotch so it has like that smoky taste to it yeah i, I um, love that one it was like 60 or 70 bucks it was a little yeah, more it was definitely dis- on the more expensive side but i i drank that whole thing it's it distillery was, only now so if you can find <sighs> one maybe like bunker it like buy it and just kind of hang on to it for a rainy day yeah or come see me i have three bottles um, what, what's the other one that was the blend the no no not i'm sorry it's not it, it, it wasn't from um it's from a Redwood Empire. It's a different brand, oh, but they also um, have a blend. That Redwood I really, Empire, really the Lost Monarch. Lost Monarch. That, that one's is also... a blend of bourbon whiskey and rye whiskey. It's a, and, like a burai. It's weird though, because like, you got to get used to it. Like yes. if you're if you if you drink one of these blended mm-hmm. ones, not like a blend of bourbons, but a blend is in what we're talking about with like bourbon, rye, and scotch, or bourbon and rye. Like it's gonna hit your palate weird. Mm-hmm. And like I remember the first sip of that uh, campfire, I was like, "Oh, dude, I just fucking blew away seventy bucks for absolutely fucking nothing." It's it's a little unapproachable at first. Um, yeah, it definitely got to know. You, you, so it's a little bit weird on the palate because the peatiness, that earthy, smoky taste. If you're mm-hmm. not ready for it, it kind of catches you off guard, and you're like, "Wow, do I get like a skunked bottle of whiskey well, yeah, or something?" If you're, if you're used to bourbon, you're used to like that caramely, vanilla, cinnamony type flavor. Right, profile. you kind of know what to expect, and then you drink that, and you're like, "Wow, this is <laughs> not I what I signed up for." Yeah, the bourbon has turned. <laughs> the bourbon oh. has turned. <laughs> yes, um, but you know, like, there's a lot of like, and you know, and that gets into a couple of other things here that I wanted to talk about. I mean. Have fun with it. If you're looking to get into this as a, a kind of a thing for yourself where you can sit down and maybe you clean your gun while you're having a, a drink responsibly, of course. Or yeah, please maybe, follow all f- applicable firearm safety rules. Yeah. I will say, just because you brought that up, mm-hmm. it, it fucking chaps my ass super, super hard mm-hmm. that people are like, you, you, you can't drink while you're touching your gun. You can't drink while you're around a gun. I mean, and you, sh- you shouldn't as like a rule of thumb. You shouldn't get wasted and then go play with a loaded gun. Yeah. Yeah. If it's an inert gun, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, like having a sip of something, I don't think is necessarily like the world's worst thing. I just think that, you know, it's one of those things that if you do it responsibly and you're careful, just like dry fire, right? right, You can, you can, you can do it. And it's actually probably one of the most uh, cathartic experiences you can have with both your bourbon and your gun. 
But before we get uh, into what you know, what's coming up next, I, I want to make sure we double back and talk about allocation real quick, sure. um, just because it's a term that comes up, and I don't think a lot of people understand it. And it's the reason why I think some of this stuff is harder to find than others, mm-hmm. is because it's an what's in what's called an allocated bourbon. So, so what yeah, does like that mean? Allocated in, bottles are super rare bottles. Stuff like your Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, your Russell's Thirteen. And they, so, they, so they come out like yearly, right? Yeah, usually they're released once a year, typically towards the end of the year. Now, the thing with allocation is each state is allocated a number of bottles. How's that determined? I got no idea. Honestly, I have no Shit. idea how that's all determined. Now, then those bottles are sent to distributors and they're given to party stores. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of these people, like the bottle hawks or whatever you want to call them, you know, the people that go hunting they are looking exclusively for those bottles oftentimes to try and flip them on the secondary market jesus because again michigan's a warm state we don't control our alcohol prices so they can get it close to msrp you know pay 150 for a hundred dollar bottle and then take it to their store or someplace they know they can sell it for Mm -hmm. six to eight hundred dollars like an antique collection jesus christ yeah um that that's why you know i've been kind of into bourbon for a little while now and i only have a handful of bottles that would be considered allocated and okay. three of those came from this this year yeah going into this year i had two the jack daniels heritage rye from last year which i found on accident for retail at a oh wow which for those of you not from michigan it's a deli where many delicious slices of pizza have been had over the years yeah um and then the other one was the stag jr the other stuff is fairly run of the mill that I had. Um, you know, it was and then pretty, getting into this year, it was like what I, the Weller's. Is, so the Weller one hundred and seven, you got me. Weller full proof and the um, Midwinter CYPD. Nights Dram, um, <clears throat> which is a it's a blend of like six and eight year rise from High West. I really mm-hmm. like High West stuff, um, but it's a blend of six and eight year rise that they bottle and then finish in French oak port casks so not only is it a port cask but it's french oak as opposed to like american white oak different flavor profile the, mm-hmm. the whiskey interacts with it on a little bit of a different level but yeah allocated bottles are obviously um, more sought after but if it's someone who isn't really into whiskey they're not really going to know the difference and a lot yeah. of times there's lists everywhere lists are subjective they're people's opinions but if you want to find somebody something that's like an allocated bottle without dropping the big coin for an allocated bottle Every whiskey tube channel has their list that, oh, hey, I know you want like a William LaRue Weller, which is like the holy grail of weeded bourbons. Yeah, if you but can find instead, it. why don't you try like a Maker's Mark 46 cask strength, which is still a little bit challenging to find, but way more available. Yeah, way more attainable. Definitely then going to be cheaper. Yes, significantly and cheaper. going to give you a, a similar experience. Yeah, you're looking at taste. like 60 bucks for a 46 cask strength versus a William LaRue Weller, which I've seen one time for $1,150, and that was in Kentucky. Jesus Christ. Yeah, what that doesn't that even go? touch the whole Pappy thing. Pappy is thousands is, of dollars. So what is that WLW? What is that that William LaRue Weller, WLW? Yeah. What does that go for MSRP? $99. So it's a $100 bottle. Yep. They got $1,100. Yes. And someone's going to pay that? Yep. There will be point. people who will pay $1,000 for a bottle. That's ridiculous. I just, I can't. I mean, yeah, I, I know me. that there's always those people out there for anything. It's just like guys that, that'll spend, you know, 20 Knowing grand full, on a rifle, right, but three to six bottles for that same dollar amount, whether that dollar amount is 100 to $500. Yeah. I mean, 500 bucks will get me a lot of bourbon, a lot of yeah. good bourbon. Yeah. Enjoyable stuff that you, you right. can. And, you know, those drink. bottles that are, you know, like, um, like a Blanton's that's normally 60 bucks mm-hmm. and they want $200 for that $200 can be almost three Elijah Craig barrel proofs, almost three Larceny barrel proofs. Yeah. It can get me two bottles of midwinter nights dram. Yeah. It, it's really know, gotta it's, be one of those things where you gotta, you have to justify it to yourself. Like if you have the money, I mean, cool. And you get the opportunity. If you're looking but, for like a very <laughs> specific batch, like a 2017 batch, because maybe that's the year you got married or something like that, you know, sentimentality goes into it a little bit, but for me, I mean, money's money, and I'm not. Yeah. No bottle to me is worth two hundred dollars. Yeah, just, and and that's different. You know, I mean, yeah. I know there's plenty of dudes out there that that's like, dude, you have to spend that to get into the you know most you premiums don't. of bottles. You don't. 
You really don't. As far as like premium models go, some of the, like the real like the Scotch addicts, the people that are like, oh, this is a fifty-five year Macallan and it was aged, you yeah, know, in an those, angel's butthole and are, it was distilled through. Little, like, those people are a little out there with some of that. Like I, I Scotch people get Scotch, like intense about their stuff. When I think it's because Scotch has just been around longer. Scotch has been around longer, typically it's a higher age statement, and it has the whole predilection of being like a classy person's whiskey. Yeah. You know, when you're watching movies like John Wick or you're watching, you know, so any shoot 'em up movie and stuff's about to get serious, they're like, let's have a scotch. Like that's supposed to. I mean, John Wick drinks bourbon, but I mean, if you John Wick does drink bourbon, but you, like that type of movie. I almost said, if you watch the show Suits, if you watch the show Suits on USA, you know, Harvey Specter drinks McAllen. 20, 20 something. Macallan yeah. 23. I don't know. It's like a couple hundred yeah, dollars a bottle. Because like I know the one chick that he was dating in like season two or something, she cut, go ahead and order up one of your Macallan 20 pretentious and we'll, you know, take care of this or something. So yeah, he, it's just, it's that, yeah, it is that like that, that statement of class that, that yeah. it's like, I'm better than you and you know it because I just spent <laughs> without batting on money. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's, that's essentially, that's what allocation is. Or if you hear people talk about allocation season, there are certain bottles that you're only going to be able to find yeah. at towards <clears throat> the end of the year. And if you find them during like other parts of the year, you can know that that liquor store probably doesn't get a ton of traffic and you should visit there regularly because they're going to have good stuff. Yeah. I mean, when I went to Cleveland, uh, two weekends ago, last weekend, whenever I went, I didn't even realize that it was allocation season until you messaged me. And yes. I'm like, hey, man, if you see you were going, there, and I'm like, hey, take advantage of this for me. Yeah, because yeah, it, it is. I mean, like, even um, stuff that's easy to find, mm-hmm. you know, like your regular old Forester stuff or, um, you know, I mean, the ancient, ancient age that I got. Um, mm-hmm. I paid 15 bucks for a liter down there. Yeah. And it's 15 bucks for a fifth up here. And that's like not the greatest. Well, and that example, gets into but, like, you know, have fun with it. Like anything else, you know, try micro distilleries. Like if you're from a certain, like we're from Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Iron fish, Traverse city Distillery. See, I haven't, I have not um, tried iron red fish cedar. Yet, but. You know, these are all distilleries that aren't super well known throughout the country, but we have yeah. them here. They're readily accessible. You can take the tour. The gift shop usually has some distillery only stuff. You know, yeah. go ahead and, a, and just and a lot give of it a have, shot. Have tasting or, rooms so you can go yeah. try it and figure out if it's something you can that have you a really master like distiller or, or a whiskey sommelier or bourbon sommelier sit there and do the tastings with you, or you know, get get weird with it. Get some some finishes, you know, stuff that's finished. I have, um, I have a couple bottles of double rye. One is finished in a peated Scotch cask. Yeah. So take like a rye whiskey that has like a smoky peaty flavor to it. It's awesome. I have another bottle of double rye that's finished in an aquavit cask. I'm still is. not 100% certain what aquavit is, but yeah, I feel like it's like it a, if gin and liqueur had like a baby that's mildly reminiscent of what aquavit is. I'm still not sure. Yeah. I'm going to try and, it at some point. I mean, I have a bottle of, I can't remember what it's called. I know it's a, it's a bottle of single malt scotch that was done in sherry casks, which yeah. is only like 35 bucks. Oh. Um, but still really yeah. enjoyable. And it, it all comes down to being open to trying new things. Step out of your comfort zone. Austin, yeah. I'm talking to you. Be open to drinking a rye. I'm not. not I've, all, I've I don't tried. know who hurt you with a I've rye tried. whiskey. You did. They're not. Which you one? Did. Which I one? Don't want it to, I don't want it to taste like a loaf of bread when I'm when I'm having a cocktail. The, you know? uh, the Emerald Giant? Yeah. You okay. fed me that. That Emerald right. Giant, whatever it was. The Emerald right. Giant from... We'll uh, go with something a little bit softer. A little what distillery is that? Uh, that was Redwood Empire. Yeah, Redwood Empire. You're like, oh yeah, this is amazing. Which is actually, and a- I swear to God, it was like a piece of rye toast in my oh, mouth, it's and I'm like, so good. And every disgusting. time they sell a bottle, they plant a tree. Okay, and that's cool. I'd rather, <laughs> I would rather get the Lost Monarch and plant a tree that way <laughs> than, that's than fair. drink that Emerald yeah. Giant. I still have never had the Pipe Dream, which is um, never like even a, heard of that one. That's their bourbon. Yeah, and it's like very tobacco heavy, very leathery, very like vanilla. So, so kind of getting towards the end of things here. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you had to, we're just going to go through a couple things, a couple like scenarios sure. that you're most likely to run into during the holidays mm-hmm. where you would need to buy a bottle. So yeah. if you're going to a gathering of friends and you want to bring an impressive bottle that's not going to break the bank, let's say something you're going to, you, you plan on leaving there, so you're not taking it with you. Okay. You know, let's say for people that a wide range or a wide range of palates, you know, mm-hmm. some people that probably have had bourbon, some people that, that really are just going to drink it because it's what everyone else is drinking. Okay. What are you going to show up to a party with? Oof, 
that's tough. Something you know, approachable. Do I have any? Do I have access to any other information? Like, are these whiskey people? Or are these just like normal, like some wine whiskey? You got the whole gambit. The whole okay. Um, I'm gonna choose something like a 1776 finished in a sherry cask because it's a little bit fruity. It's not. It's a rye, but it's not like an obtrusive rye. It's not gonna. Okay. You know, and it comes with a wax top, so it looks fancy. Looks like you spent a bunch of money on it. Yeah, it looks a lot classier than your wallet feels. Um, <laughs> you know, people, I yeah. would say, if not that, maybe an Eagle Rare, if mm-hmm. you can get it at MSRP. Do not spend $70 on Eagle Rare yeah, and is, then what leave is MSRP it at a party. on Eagle Rare for people that don't know? Uh, $31.99 is the MSRP. And yeah. nowadays you're finding it anywhere from $50 to $70. I have probably two cases worth of it in the basement Mm -hmm. one of them is um they're all barrel picks from various stores in the area so they're they're very good and they're supposed to be some of them uh, or some critics rather would put a eagle rare store pick on par with like a eagle rare 17 from the buffalo trace antique collection okay yeah i mean i like eagle rare i have an eagle rare store pick in my decanter upstairs yeah i mean if you like a nice dark oaky bourbon hey it's you know, it's yeah. low proof enough to enjoy, <clears throat> but accessible enough to be, uh, you know, I remember when I, to you. It was one of the ones I like accidentally found for myself when I first got into bourbon and I brought it mm-hmm. for, I want to say it was new year's Eve, new year's Eve, like four years ago or something. Yeah, I, and when it was still plentiful, you could still find it yeah. most places. There's a bunch on the shelf. I was like, Oh, this looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. How about for a appreciation gift? Right, whether for somebody that that does drink bourbon, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a friend, mm-hmm. um, a teacher, something. I mean, whatever. Right, a mentor, um, yeah. somebody you want to give a gift to. If if you can find out what their likes are, if they're a bourbon head or a whiskey mm-hmm. fanatic, find out kind of which way they gravitate, and then see if you can find a store pick of that. Because what if you, know, you the, what if you can't? What if, if you, you want to give them a bottle that you really enjoy? Well, that's the great thing about whiskey. You know, you can share it with everyone. It's meant to be enjoyed with friends. Yeah. If, if I had to go and, you know, my, uh, one of my coworkers is into bourbon, if I had to go buy him a bottle right now that says, hey, I appreciate you. Sure. Maybe something a little bit off the beaten path. Maybe a, like a Breckenridge 105, which is like a higher proof Texas bourbon. Wow, yeah, they do things a little bit different down in Texas. You know, it's big boy country, so they all got to be a little different. But it's, you know, it's still good whiskey. It's 105 proof, so it's going to be a little bit fuller flavor. You don't see it every day. Is that something that, that you've had before? I yeah yeah I've had it once at a bar. Yeah, but I've never actually tried. It's I'm, not. I've heard of it, but I'm not familiar. Yeah, with it. that or maybe something a little bit you know more unique, like a. I don't want to keep going back to High West, but like a, a High West American Prairie, if you can find that finished in something. Yeah. Or um, like a 1792 full proof is really drinkable without taking your head off. Yeah. Um, even, you know, like an, uh, an Elijah Craig toasted barrel, something like that. Yeah, if you can find it. If you can are, find it, yeah. Those are a little bit harder to come by. I know I spent sure. most of the year waiting for the local mm-hmm. uh, the local store to get one in for me. but And it's actually fairly enjoyable, too. Oh, um, it is, yeah. <clears throat> that 94 proof, it's it's smooth going down. It's an easy drinker. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with the holidays coming up, you know, I, I hope you guys have found this helpful. You know, uh, I, I certainly yeah. drink, I drink bourbon all through the year. You know, depending on the season, it kind of dictates mm-hmm. what i'm gonna drink they'll drink something a little bit proofier in the winter the cold months you know january through march and then yeah. november and december in the summer well, i mean you know a little bit proofier yeah. or a little bit less proof uh, a little bit lighter and maybe a little keep bit keep in mind this is not something that you want to get super attached to financially because it is like a perishable type thing yeah, it's a consumable it's, it's, it's a not consumable. something and like a you know, firearm that's if you're gonna, gonna buy be there for five years you know if you if you're one of those people that walks in and you happen to find like a pappy 15 or 23 for a good price just keep yeah. this in mind there are always going to be bottles of really old bourbon there have been for years before and there will be for years to come the moments with your friends with your family yeah. you don't know how many of those you're going to have so i mean don't go out and break the the bank on something but don't be afraid to share your you know yeah to have that yeah to, to have that moment and and share what you have with other people absolutely I think in the spirit of the holidays that's like the true the true message and the true takeaway is you know uh i mean and no one's saying you gotta like, like you said no you don't have to break the, the bank you don't gotta like empty your wallet for yeah, this no. but you can still have a really good conversation and a really enjoyable uh 
you can drink. a bottle that's special yeah. to you that costs 25 bucks because maybe you know you first opened it with someone who's not here anymore or something yeah even if it's cheap shitty stuff i know what mm-hmm. you have you have that that what the mellow fuck corn what's that no mellow no, corn. no mellow corn is it's not awful it's just weird because it's yellow yeah no um that cheap shitty stuff that comes in like a paint thinner container oh still like, house yeah still house yeah and it's terrible yeah it's been hanging around shit. for years because nobody wants it it's apple yeah. flavored whiskey and that's like the new initiation right into like your circle of friends is it's like hey you want to do a shot of whiskey and like, yeah yeah, we'll yeah do you want to make like, a life choice follow me yeah i just got just the thing for you and mm-hmm. they, you pull it out and they're like what the fuck is that like, yeah. oh no this is this is still house this is the finest 12 dollar whiskey you're gonna find in yeah. a metal container <laughs> you do the shot and then bear down because uh the burn is gonna hit you almost immediately yeah. after Thank god i feel like that's just something that we're gonna and when that runs out, I feel like there's probably going to be another one that shows up. It just It's going to be one of those things that's going to hang out for another five yes, years. Yes, but instead of the red bottle, I'll probably get the black bottle just because it's like a, like, a, like a butt hair better than... <laughs> just change it up a little bit. Yeah, just like have a little, keep like, people guessing. Yeah. A little fucking humanity and give them something that's not completely... Yeah, the first five years stripper. we had the apple. This is just going to be our straight I don't whiskey. even know how that... Did, I don't even Dad know how brought that it back it. from uh, Minnesota, and he thought, hey, Trevor likes whiskey. I'll get him this. That was a gift? Uh, it was supposed to be. From who? Dad. From our our father did that to you? Our Faja. Yes. God, who the... F- oh, I know. I, I was really rough to him that year, evidently, because it came around <laughs> Christmas time. <laughs> like, did I piss you off? Did I do something that to otherwise perturb you? Like, yeah. what the fuck is this, did man? I offend you, sir? Because I legitimately apologize. Yeah, that was... And that was a while ago, too. That was when my mm-hmm. brothers were still in school That bottle's in still halfway full, and it, I don't even know if it's a full fifth. It might be. We're going to have to find an excuse. Yeah, we've done a lot some, of shots out of that bottle. Apparently not enough because it's still there. I know. We're going to we're gonna have to find a reason to, to hit that one a little bit hard. Maybe, maybe next year we'll all do a shot out of it at the... Uh, Maybe just some random yeah. day when you feel like life is going too well. You oh, can God. swing by the house. Like, I was going to say the next time uh, you have people, when we get together for the NFL draft next year, mm-hmm. and the Lions undoubtedly have, if, if you're not following football, I know the Detroit Lions are like 0-10-1 oh, and, and pretty much going to set the record for worst football team ever and always. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably have the first overall pick. I feel like yeah, when we just screw to prepare that up, ourselves we'll do for a, a shot. Yeah, a shot yeah. to prepare ourselves for the inevitable pain that will follow. Amen. Uh, that comes with being detroit lions faithful mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do it that way but oh yeah yeah i mean um the holidays like i said lots of drinking and, and this is good because i think it gets us away from just talking we talk about shooting a lot here we talk about politics a lot here and it's easy to get wrapped up in that stuff i mean i'm really passionate about all those things at the same time i really i really enjoy a good bourbon though like when i'm it's the simple thing sometimes yeah you know kicking back I, when i'm doing research for the podcast when i'm watching youtube videos or just hanging out you know whatever i mean it's my go-to beverage, and I think that uh, as we start to get into the holidays, people are starting to have you know friendsgivings. You're starting to have your your mm-hmm. your work gatherings for for the Christmas season and stuff. Uh, share share a drink with friends, you know whether that's uh, at a bar they, and you overpay for it, or uh, at home in your in your uh, parlor. I don't think people have parlors anymore, mm-hmm. but in your home, just share a drink with friends and yeah. Um, and like we were saying a little bit earlier, just be be responsible, be safe. Um, don't don't make poor decisions don't uh don't mix your 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 booze can be mixed with a lot of things firearms is not one of them no don't uh no, don't, don't be that choice. guy don't don't put your family or your friends or somebody else's family or friends through that um always drink responsibly of course um but i hope you guys found this enlightening uh there's a lot of things that were mentioned like even I, I didn't know going into this so i i, sh- I certainly appreciate you sharing that yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think we're going to try and maybe do more of this. Maybe maybe next year we'll do another one. We'll see where the palettes have gone, what's what's a little bit different. I know uh, it's kind of a thing. You know, in the 2A community, I know Sage Dynamics does an annual bourbon video where he goes over bottles that were gifts to him and, and things like that or just talks Ooh, about can stuff. Can we do an episode where we watch their video and then I critique their choices? Well, you, can, you know, we could probably maybe do that, yeah. <laughs> ask, we could ask some fans, like, hey, what, what, sure. what, what, what whiskey do you drink? What do you find to be? I would love for people to shoot us a message and tell me why I'm wrong. Yeah. You know, or if, why if, they think that. Or why you think I'm right. Their uh, Southern Comfort or their Crown Royal is a perfectly acceptable substitution Listen, for real Crown Royal, whiskey. Crown Royal is a Canadian whiskey. 
Every once in a while, they get it right. If you get you yeah. know one of their bottles of winter wheat, it's no. supposed to be fantastic. Gross. I personally think regular unleaded Crown Royal is not very Dude, good. I, I got projectile vomit sick off of that stuff. Yes, I won't. we've all had that <clears throat> that bad experience off of Crown Royal. So no, I won't. I won't touch it again. Nope. No, but, I like myself too much these days. Yeah, if you guys are listening and you want to tell us why <laughs> what what you drink or why what we drink sucks, I 110% encourage that. Oh, I'm we'll, balls deep in the idea. Do it. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, for, we'll definitely table that for further discussion. Uh, prepared.mindset.podcast at gmail.com. You can uh, direct message us on our Instagram or Facebook. Uh, I, I, I 110% uh, welcome those messages. Um, but I hope you guys have found this insightful and uh, educational, or at the very least, entertaining. Uh, until next week, we got more coming at you guys. Like we always say here, get outside, work hard, train smarter, train smarter, <laughs> and be prepared. <laughs>